Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. So enjoy, have a great time, and on with the show. <laughs> Trick or treat, boys and girls, it's the Jay and Dan podcast, the Halloween special. We're coming to you from... A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Look, and you'll see Papaka. Yes, 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 Papaka. A good Wookiee he is. Right over there, making a jump to light speed. His sexy mic solo. Oh, yes. But there is Jay Skywalker. And from the looks of things, he's packing his lightsaber. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Ah, oh, but not to be outdone. There, and very, very attractively, I might add, is the Princess Dan O'Toole. Yes, oh, too bad he's not wearing the bikini from Return of the Jedi, but his hair looks like he's been had the sh- banged out of him, and now he's ready to move on to get in the Millennium Falcon and the sh- Oh, everybody! Oh, yes! Oh, 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 bad! Not to be outdone again is Vader. And look! Vader is Vader! Of course, the sick bastard. Well, of course now it's me, and I'm Engineer Jim, the old master of the galaxy. And I've been and seen it and done it all in this universe and others as well. So, with that, we wish everybody a happy Halloween! Hit it, Pat Baca! <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Dance. Dance. Welcome to the Jay and Dan Podcast, episode 43, the Halloween edition, brought to you by... DraftKings. People are winning money every day at DraftKings, playing one-day fantasy hockey for cash. A guy recently won five... Oh, are you okay? (laughs) He's down. Uh, Won 5,000 bucks by putting together a lineup that took advantage of key matchups he saw in two games that night. Anaheim versus Pittsburgh and Colorado versus Minnesota. He wrote a hat trick by Corey Perry for the Ducks. A shutout by Darcy Kemper of the Az and won 5,000 that night. By the way, watching Kevin Weeks on the NHL Network the other night, he calls Darcy Kemper Kemperpedic, which I thought is brilliant. Oh, I like that. The Kemperpedic. The Kemperpedic. Shout mattress. out to Kevin Weeks. Everyone's had a ride. <laughs> uh, can we just say right off the top, Engineer Jim, stellar job on yeah, that intro. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much, <laughs> You sound a little bit like um, Fozzie Bear <laughs> if he was being choked. <laughs> by Gian Gameshi. Right off the top, I start right off with the Gian Gameshi one. We'll have to cut that choke out already. I have to cut that out. Man. Nice. What did we dress up? Uh, oh, we were um, Guns N' Roses last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, but I think we outdid it this time. Uh, Patrick, we do, matched you, it. do you want to take off the uh, the 
Pat Baca. Is it? <laughs> All right, I guess that's a Maybe no. He's not really in there. I, I guess that's it. a no. Vader, you're still alive in there. You okay? Vader, oh, uh, before nice. we came on, um, can you hand me your camera for a sec? This is, oh, a, oh. this is what Vader was doing. Oh, uh, I can't try, wait. I hope they keep this was, footage in. He was trying to look through his camera, and it was kind of like this. Pointed at the sky? And then he didn't really figure it out. This is a very heavy camera. That helmet doesn't make it easy. That helmet is like the Spaceballs dark yeah. helmet. <laughs> like <laughs> Moranis there. It is massive. Yeah. Uh, so, look, we have that picture of Moranis there. Yeah. And in today's Wall of Fame, Rich Little. Man, the man of a thousand voices. I sent that email. I thought, bring old school, because the old comedians, they need to get some modern day love. But again, I'm, I I wonder how many of our podcast listeners even remember him. I'm guessing That's why. 80% do not. No. Oh, uh, he's the best. We yeah. were listening to him. Dan was playing him uh, some, some Letterman so stuff. So do some yeah. rich little YouTubing. Yeah. Get caught in that wormhole, and you'll love it. Check yeah. it out. And I just read something about... This is going to be a little off, but Orson Welles, they have all this footage of his last movie that he tried to make for the last seven years of his life. They've decided now suddenly they're going to f- put it together. They're going to finish it according to his specs. Originally, he cast Rich Little in the lead role because he said that impressionists make the best actors. So, wow. Carrot Top, here you go. <laughs> Rich Little, born and uh, raised in Ottawa. Oh, is that right? Yep. Uh, we gave a lot of love to Ottawa last week, so there you go. Handsome guy. Handsome guy. Well, that's a good one, Dan. Um, wow, yeah, so again, uh, Mike Botticello deserves a lot of credit here for getting all these nice uh, costumes. Job, we have a very Happy huge Halloween, wardrobe. Uh, I was given a tour um, to our little buddy uh, Mike here the other day and brought his family. I didn't know the costume shop was that massive. Like, they have the yeah. Titanic costumes yeah. all still yeah, there. Everything's there. In case they're there ready for, for another really? Titanic, yeah. I guess. Well, wow. and so next year, who knows what we'll do to try to top this. Titanic. Gian Gameshi. <laughs> No. I'll be Leo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. What a week for the network. Uh, here at uh, Fox in L.A., we had a Game 7. It's happening as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. Royals and uh, Giants. Mm-hmm. We wish we had some of the games on our network because they were on Big Fox, but still, we, it was good. We mm-hmm. still had uh, some of the playoff games on Fox Sports 1. Yeah, basically Foxtober, as, uh, as we coined it, Foxtober <laughs> Fest, yeah. uh, was uh, a huge success. Uh, our numbers were through the roof. Uh, we had a college game last Friday night. Oregon was our highest-rated college game ever. Awesome. Uh, we're 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 in the seven-figure viewing uh, numbers all the time now. People Everything, found our channel. People found us. It's it all worked out. There were there were some de- depressing moments there for a while. Did we make the right call? <laughs> but it all came together in Foxtober. Yeah, you just have to, again, we've said this all along, you just have to give people a reason to watch your channel. Yeah, exactly. That's... And also, you have to give them a reason to find it once, and then hopefully they continue they never to come turn back. It. They're never coming back? No, they're never, oh, never turning, turning away. <laughs> they're never turning it away. <laughs> rip okay. the knob off. As Lock it say. on and rip the knob off. Um, yeah, interesting, uh, interesting. Can I take this wig off? No, no, no. No, you got to keep that on. Again, Vader's you look like. With the helmet the whole time. You look like Princess Leia just got destroyed. <laughs> Three way <laughs> Chewbacca <laughs> solo, wobbly H. Eiffel Tower. Just on. going to town. <laughs> Speaking of Chewbacca, did he meet any other mates of his kind? Yeah, you saw in the prequels the worst films ever made. I never watched any of them. There was a the, the Chewbacca world, yeah, sort of, the they went to, the planet. So that's where he goes to town. Yeah, that's where he goes <laughs> and finds some che- to the singles bar, Bacca's, <laughs> and you just go in and just start f***ing the, whipping your 
watch around. Star Wars, I always just imagine if it was real life, the stench of Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. It must have smelled How could you awful. sit in the cockpit with him? That's <laughs> such a good point. Like, it must have stunk like wet dog the whole I time. Do, right now. <laughs> really? Is that, did that costume smell bad? It's a little rank. And did they ever show Chewbacca eating? I don't know. If there they, weren't any dining scenes with Chewbacca. I don't remember seeing him eating. And wonder what he would have eaten. Live animals, probably. Yeah, didn't he? Might have. Garbage. He eats garbage. Eating fresh garbage. No, but when they were in the trash compactor, he wasn't eating the garbage. No, who we. Was he in there with them? Yeah, because Lupio saved the day. They were in the trash. No, who Chewbacca would have got along with? My pet monster. My pet monster. Who always loved garbage. Is that what he ate? He loves the garbage. I never watched the program, and I never will. (laughs) Chewbacca's home planet was Kachik. I got to say, just a very quick rant. I have never been as disappointed in my life as I was when I saw in the theater in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, when I was living there, The Phantom Menace. When they started swimming with uh, Jar Jar Binks, (laughs) I was like, he really Whole thing. <laughs> Again, I never saw any new ones. I never saw any of the new ones. They're awful. The, the the dialogue is awful. The casting is atrocious. The there's no suspense. The the uh, the effects are terrible. You you really crave the old models of the old movies because yeah. it looked more real than the stupid CGI. Uh, George Lucas just embarrassed himself. Thank God he sold it all to Disney. And now we got a new movie coming up. A new movie coming up. And J.J. Abrams has got to save the day. And the new one is Star Wars characters um, dropped into current modern-day society. Star Wars (laughs) and Seinfeld, actually. So it's like Luke, Leia's is Elaine, uh, Kramer is Chewbacca. Chewbacca just gets into lots of various hijinks and escapades. Finds Merv Griffin's old set, does (laughs) a bunch of shows like that. Oh, Chewbacca. And then the laugh track comes in. What a craziness like that. Who would be George, though, on that set? It would be Jar Jar. 3PO. Oh, 3PO. Yeah, 3PO is, of course. Again, I'm sorry I didn't see that. Did Jar Jar speak? Yeah, yeah, he's like he had like a cha cha big, so it was like very like offensive. a Jamaican rusted weird accent. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. So well, if you show, if you Pat, never, you must have some Jar Jar <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's like the most offensive thing of all time. So if you've never seen Star Wars, like for your kids, would you start with Episode One, Phantom Menace, or start with New Hope? I here's what's going to happen because they're going to see him. Eventually. If I'm ever a, a lucky enough to have children, this oh, is you're going to say aloud. <laughs> if I'm ever well, in a way, mom. I mean, my wife. People would have to should allow be. Me. Al- you should have to get permission to have kids. By the way, who would give it? A permit. There should be yeah. a parenting Kid, office. The it's DMV. Per- they live with you for a month, and they say, "Okay, you're fit to be parents." Or otherwise, they're like, "No, you guys are." You're to be parents. <laughs> when, when, so hip uh, to when, be parents. When we had our kids, we couldn't believe it when we left the hospital. Like, right. that's it? Yeah. You're going to let us take these I've always wondered about home. that. Yeah. I've always wondered about it. that. Because yeah. they just let everyone go. Like, yeah. they don't let everyone go with, a, like, I don't know, a really expensive cake from a bakery. I mean, do they let, why do they let everyone go with kids? They're humans. How do they know? I don't know. Like, these people are leaving. They could be returning to a dumpster. Right, just chucking a kid in the dumpster. Excuse me. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's how he does. It's embarrassing. No, not really, no. Ye gods, what are Misa saying? Wow. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's a made-up character. That smells stinker with. But the best part was, like, Lucas was like, oh, I don't hear any criticism. He was all over the first movie, and then... Barely seen after that. Whoops! Is Nick Cage in any of those Nick movies? Nick Cage plays Luke Skywalker. I will Skywalker. watch it then. I will watch it if Nick Cage is involved. Nick Cage plays Luke Skywalker in the new movie. Mike, can we get it Nick Cage? might have been Cage. Darth Maul. Can we get Nick Cage? Oh, we should. We definitely will. 
Okay. Could we? Maybe not. Definitely. What's who? If he's in a Fox film, maybe we. Hey, guess what? I got made into a cartoon character. Someone sent me this. They they found it on the internet. (sighs) It's a uh, it's a hardware store. I think it says tools. He says always remember to store your tools in a safe place when you're finished. It's a toolbox. Old man tools. Very cute. (laughs) (laughs) Very cute. So it. So it. They just sent that. Who's Amory? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? It's cute. I should have saved that for the the kid-friendly podcast we're going to do. <laughs> Are we going to do that one day? <laughs> yes, we're going to analyze all cartoons. Uh, oh, we better get guy. to our first guest because he's waiting right now. All right. Uh, this is very exciting. Uh, we are so pumped about this. <laughs> Time for our guest today, Dan. Uh, he is a, uh, He's played for, I think, all of the major league teams <laughs> and several teams in Japan and Korea. He's been on the podcast before. He has been Only on the podcast by before. And we had him on, and we'll talk about this. We made him miss Derek Jeter's hit. At the All Star Game, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen from Fox Sports One, CJ Nitkowski. CJ Nitkowski. CJ, just a splendid human. CJ hey, how you doing? Great to uh, have yes, you here, sir. You. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you Great uh, to yeah, have you on board. Here's a headset for you. Looking sharp. Uh, now CJ, uh, we'll have to we'll have to point this out. CJ is making. This is the last time we're going to see you at the Fox Studios because baseball Correct. ends after this. It, That's right. We're taping this on the day of Game 7. That's right. Tomorrow. And then, and then I do APG to tomorrow, and I go home and see my family finally. Back to Atlanta. That's yeah. where you're living now. That's why right. did you choose out of all the major league cities you played in and lived in? Why did you uh, choose to settle that's there? That's a good question. I grew up in the Northeast. I grew up in New yeah. York. My wife from New Jersey. Uh, I played for the Braves in 2004, and we liked it there. We liked kind of living down south. I was living in Texas before that. And uh, it's a nice place to raise a family. It's quiet. We're out kind of in horse country a little bit. Nice. It's a lot quieter and a lot cheaper than Los Angeles, that's for sure. Is yes. This is a serious question. Is Coca-Cola cheaper there? Because it's the home of Coca-Cola. <laughs> I don't drink that stuff. Okay. That stuff will kill you, man. <laughs> is yeah. Coca-Cola Are these available or those for just, you guys got me hooked? Yeah, you, you guys got me hooked last time. They're Let's super smooth. Yerba Mate, CJ Nitkowski, yeah. totally digging it. I, I love so, it. So, CJ, yeah, well, you were on with us when you're at the All-Star Game, and uh, we apologize. Yeah, well, we're only major events. All-Star Game, <laughs> Game 7 of the World Series. That's the only time you guys but, seem to want to do anything with me. But yeah. do you remember uh, the fact that we made you miss the Derek Jeter hit yeah. in his first at I can't wait to see what I'm going to miss today. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. First inning, Grand Slam, <laughs> final score, 4-0. to zero. I didn't see any of it. <laughs> well, you know, you'll be able worth to it. provide analysis for us. So you're working with us. This is my favorite thing. You're working alongside uh, former Dodger great Eric Karros yeah. with us on the show. He's the greatest. And we just find him a fascinating human being. <laughs> Me and you both. There's no filter there. He mm-hmm. just says what he thinks. What, what Your impressions of him, had, did you know him a bit before? Because obviously you played against him yep. a little bit. A little bit. Did not know EK at all before I came here, and I agree with you. He's one of my favorite people. People here. I mean, he's been around <laughs> broadcasting forever, right? He's, you know, and I want to say he hasn't. He still works really hard, but he's yeah. got a little bit of that salty vet to him. Like, oh yeah, doesn't matter. Like, right. you know, that like kind of attitude. I say like, it's the like I don't give a attitude. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair way to put it. Yeah, it's a more descriptive and accurate way to put yeah. it than I just did. Absolutely. But he, there's something about him that's kind of magical. And I don't know if it's just working here at Fox all that time. Maybe yeah, he feels same that place. way. But yeah, you know, he's, he's still good at what he does. Like, oh, and that's great. why I'm saying I never want to make it seem like he's not trying or he's not you know giving right. his best effort. It's great. But I think it's amazing. I mean, he's very blunt about the quality of food that we're bringing in at night. Tonight's tonight, though. You oh, know what he did for us tonight? What's he wow. doing tonight? So he goes to Mike Hughes, and he says, listen. Mike Hughes is our boss. If 
this is game one. He's like, listen, man, when I was here, it was Ruth Chris every night, like back in the heyday of Fox. <laughs> he goes, how many burritos can I possibly eat in one postseason? He goes, if there, if it gets to a game seven, which obviously is great for the network, he goes, I want Maestro's for dinner. Whoa. Which oh, okay. I didn't know is Big Steakhouse. Around oh, Maestro's. Here. Oh, excuse Mastro's. me, Maestro's. Yeah, yeah, thank right, you, thank right, you. Right. So I was like, and I'm just kind of listening. I'm like, you can't believe what you're getting away with that. Hughes agrees to it. All right. So wow. as of last night, he's all over him, making a phone call and said, listen, dude, so we're putting in order. So tonight is actually the night for food that you will not hear Eric wow. Carroll's complain about food. Now, Eric that's for the Carroll's. whole crew, right? I cannot attest to whether or not that is <laughs> well, true or yeah. false. Because I got set a menu for cheesecake. That, yeah, so it's up, that was still plus. That's a plus one compared to usual, <laughs> yeah, is it not? That's right. It's still an upgrade. It's amazing. So uh, what are your thoughts just walking into a room, a podcast room, and everyone is dressed? As sort of Star Wars characters, Dan dressed as Princess Leia, who just got Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen, I, we're all a similar age. I'm 41 years old, yeah, so yeah. I have some Princess Leia dreams that are sure. still kind of locked in back here. Well, so I, when Dan came to visit me in the room, I was like, how you doing? Yeah, you know? things are yeah. stirring a little yeah, bit a little down bit. below. Some, some good the, memories the came back. Slu- the slutty Princess Leia is a big hit every year, I'm sure, at the clubs, right? Uh, I don't I mean, the thing about it, she wears too much clothes. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, Except in Return of the Jedi. And then in Return of the Jedi, she's like yeah, with yeah. Jabba, right? She's Breasts. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you see so the anyway, it was a nice memory. So, CJ, the other night on set, I asked you, I said, did you keep a jersey from every team you played for? You said everyone but the Yankees. Yes, and it's not because it wasn't by choice. So I grew up, like I told you, I grew up in New York, grew up watching Yankee games my entire career. I got there when I was about 31 years old, so it was still late, and it was late in my career. But it was still a cool moment. It was still a right. kid moment. Yeah. I happened to be in AAA. Bucky Dent calls me. You're going to New York. I'm 31 years old. I kind of acted cool. like a kid when he made that phone call yeah. to me. So really excited to go there. Pitch like crap for two months, but I still got to, <laughs> I got to put the uniform on. So that's a big deal. You wore to me. the pinstripes. Yeah, I wore the pinstripes. I, and I had a little bit. You know, not a lot. I'm proud of. I'm proud of that. Yeah. And so season ends. That was 2004. So that was the year that we were up 3-0 on the Boston Red Sox. I was not on the postseason roster, but we come back and we lose, you know, whatever. Now Gabe Kapler has a ring that he can't wait to show everybody. <laughs> yeah, I tell him right. all the time, that's my ring, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you got my, my ring. ring that you're wearing. Enjoy it. Uh, up 3-0, there's no way that happens. So season ends, and I'm asking the clubhouse guy. I said, you know, can I take my jersey home? That's usually the case you just take. And he goes, here's what happens. He goes, the season ends. You know, if we don't win the World Series, George Steinbrenner is still – he's still fuming about it. He says, nobody gets their jerseys. He goes, then he cools off like a week later, and he goes, and I'll send it to you, and you'll get it. Don't worry about it. Sweet. I can deal with that. No problem. Season ends. We lose. I give him the 10-day cooling off period. Nothing. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So, wait. And then I start phone calls. Nobody's answering my phone calls. Emails. Nobody's oh, returning my emails. Dude. Now months go by. Oh, no. Now we're getting near Christmas time. I'm like, oh, my, where is my jersey? I'm, I want this jersey. Nobody else wants it. I want it, right? Who else would want it? I get an email from a random guy. Hey, how many Yankee jerseys did you have? I said, I had one road and one home. That was it, too. He goes, oh, man. He goes, I just saw your jersey up on eBay for $450. <laughs> I was like, what? Did like, you what? put in a bid for it? Of course not. I said, $450? <laughs> I was like, that is absolutely insane. So I go, and sure enough, I see it. Steinberg Sports, man. I mean, they just they run the show over there wow. with the Yankees. They sell wow. everything. You got screwed. My cousin bought it. $450. My really? cousin bought my jersey, and he told me about it. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool of him, thinking I'm going to get it. Right. No, it is still sitting in his basement frame. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I in Rochester, New York, he has it. Yeah, sitting there. Uh, yeah, really nice. Uh, so I do not have my Yankee jersey. They sold, I mean, outside of my cousin, who's going to pay $450? For a CJ Nikowski game worn jersey. I'll say one thing. Thousands of podcast listeners after hearing this podcast. You can do better. Than happily that. do. 450. <laughs> so that I have. So what I do, this was actually, I got this idea, I think from John Flaherty, the catcher, now the Yankees broadcaster. Uh, I think he was the one that brought this up, but uh, the idea, I built a locker 
and I put it in my office at home. So I have kind of a, a locker that I made. Cherry, oh, that's cool. I mean, I made it so the construction, eh, so-so, but it's, it stays together. Yeah. And I, what I did was I put all the jerseys that I do have. Cool. And I still have some ones from Little League and that kind of stuff. And then, like, fun ones from Japan and Korea. Right. I that, was, that I was, was joking, more fun. I was joking that you played for every team in Japan, but how many yeah. teams did Only you Only one in Japan, but three in Korea. Three in Korea. Yeah, and then two in the Dominican. Like, you that kind of stuff right? is more fun. I absolutely oh, man. loved Asia. Because you go experience. over there, a couple of things. First of all, you go over there, average American-looking guy they think is Brad Pitt. Right. So right away, ego. It's up yeah. right away. You're, you know, you're getting all the, all those looks. So that part is outstanding. Right. You love that part of it. You get treated like a star. I mean, it is what it is. You go over there. You're a four A player. But you can go be there. You know, for a little while, make some cash, and people like you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was really fun. My agent calls me, so I do two years in Japan. I'm getting near the end of my career. I'm getting old. I'm like 35, 36. You know, the clock's ticking for sure. Calls me in January. It's getting close to spring training. Got nothing lined up. You want to go to Korea? It's like what? No, I don't want to go to Korea. I don't. I'm like North Korea. I don't know anything about Korea. <laughs> I am like, like internationally ignorant. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> anyway, he's like, here's the dollar amount. It's guaranteed. I'm like, eh, can you get a little more? He gets. I'm like, all right, I'll go. Having no idea, and I loved it, man. Yeah, I absolutely perfect. loved Korea. So and did you? Was your, were you married at the time? Oh yeah, I've been married for 15 years. Okay, so hold on. So your wife, did she come over to Korea with you? Once what we've been doing ever since the kids got old enough. I have a 14, 13 and 6-year-old now. So once school started for them, once they got school age, they could only come visit me in the summer. So right. but they went to they went to school in Japan for a little while. Wow. They went to the international school there, which wow. was cool. Kids from 20 different countries are there. Cool. Half of them are Japanese. It's English speaking, but they speak Japanese on the playground, so good luck, go get them. Yeah. So that's a good experience for them. They love oh it. They're, they are little rock stars over there too. So my daughter was probably 5 years old at the time and every time you leave fans there they're rabid but they're very respectful right. you know that you don't feel like uncomfortable around so every time you leave the stadium where i play in japan they're all over the place tons of them asking for autographs but there's always a fence one day i'll stop i'm stopping with my kids and i look over and i see my seven-year-old son like trying to print his name like somebody's <laughs> asking for his autograph my daughter as well it's like that's ah, a little much for me let's get out of here a couple nights later we're leaving and it's a long tunnel we walk out before you get to the fans and I was tired, and I think we lost. I might have pitched bad. And I was like, we're going straight home. Don't look over there. Nothing. You know, let's just go. It's not to be rude. I'm going to get home. I'm having a rough night. Walking. All of a sudden, I look over. I see my daughter, five years old, hold her hand up. Sorry, no autographs today. We have to get home. I was like, uh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Is, that's is not, that one uh, of those moments when the kids are young? You're like, you better remember this. Your dad's effing cool. I yeah. hope so. I mean, I like to think that. But now that they're teenagers, yeah, not so cool. <laughs> yeah, you should be reminding them of that moment. Too bad you didn't have a camera at the time. Um, bring me into the mind of a major league pitcher. So you, you, you have a bad day. 15th and 30th. That's what it's all about. You, Payday. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's pretty much your biggest. Just like focus. working but for Fox, <laughs> you, you come into a game uh -huh. and you, it's horrible. Uh, See, well, as a middle reliever, yeah, yeah, you become kind of like a fireman. I mean, that's the drill. But again, so you, you serve one up. You, yeah, you had the lead. You don't have it anymore because of you. Yeah. How do you sleep that night? Uh, chemically, it's usually the best way to yeah. do it. You're going to need some help. The worst part about being a middle reliever, especially when you're like a lefty specialist, like I was, if reporters want to talk to you after the game, it's only because you right. messed up. <laughs> Nobody wants to, oh, hey, good job getting that ground ball in the eighth inning. Inducing Nobody gives a crap. Yeah. So if there's, if there's some people sitting in your locker when you come in afterwards, you're quickly reminded that it was a bad day. But I actually liked that role. I was a terrible starter. But in the bullpen, I liked it. It was more meant for me. It's less thinking. Just come in for an inning, blow it out. Let's see what happens. Get a couple lefties out and come back. And, and are you day. constantly aware of what's going on? Are you sort of like sometimes after like 162 games, are you just oh. sort of tuning it out sometimes? And all Awful. of a sudden you're like, uh, we need you up. We need you warming up. <laughs> that, that's why it worked for me. The concentration <laughs> level was low. There was. I remember I came into a game one time and they were like, hey, I remember this playing in Ast uh, with the Astros. I'm like, hey, you got to hit the first batter. 
And I was like, why? What happened? Like, I didn't even know what was going on in the game. Like, <laughs> apparently something happened, and I still to this day don't know what it was, but it required us hitting one of their yeah. guys. They must have right. hit one of ours. I was like, I missed it. Right. I was like, do you see that girl in the stands? I was like, I did not. I don't know what's going on. I, I was not keeping up in the game. So, so sitting in the bullpen for an entire game, what's the, the best thing you guys came up uh, with doing, like uh, like games or something? And Or is it just the, checking the out the girls in the stands? I mean, you know, I, I, I say it because it's look, no touch. And so uh, I'm pretty sure my wife doesn't watch your guys' podcast. So, no. um, <laughs> But, you know, it, I mean, it is. You get you, you people watch. It's like, you know, it's like going to the mall or going yeah. to the airport. There's a lot of people watching. And it's not always just about good-looking girls, but just some – some strange folks. Yeah. I will tell you one of the grossest things I ever saw. This was actually <laughs> in the minor leagues. You do the chart, so you have to sit in the yeah. stands. So I'm sitting in uh, the metropolis of Omaha, Nebraska. Nice. It's got an interesting kind of crowd of people there. And there was these two. <laughs> uh, is this it burned in my mind? There was these two just pasty white kids. They were probably like 15 years old, and they're watching the game. There's probably 1,500 people in the stands. And I have to do this chart, and they're just sitting like this, and then every once in a while they would look at each other and just start sucking face. Whoa. And it was so disgusting. Like Whoa. right in front of me, you know, 15, <laughs> 16 years old, and they would stop, and then they would just turn and look and watch. There was no conversation going on. Wow. There was just kind of a steady, like, we're going to do in Omaha. Uh, I love yeah, pretty that. Much. I need a relationship no, like that. It was this, not. Well, I love stare straight ahead and then suck face. I love how it you remember that they were pasty white. <laughs> uh, it was, it you know, you think, oh, wow, some people making out. No, no. It was, you don't want, you did not, I didn't want to see it. I wish I I didn't see it. I mean, it was 15 years ago, and I remember like it was yesterday. It's Your sad. snack of choice while sitting out there. Because um, there's a lot of chewing gum, a lot of seeds. A lot of chewing gum, pumpkin seeds. I kind of, you know, you get off sunflower seeds for a while. You go over to pumpkin seeds. I wasn't a, I wasn't a big dipper. You know, a lot of guys out there just sucking on tobacco the whole time. It's awful for you. Um, I didn't do that, but uh, you know, you can bring anything down there. Candy. It didn't matter anymore. So you know, I don't, I don't know if I had. A Did steady... you ever order a hot dog from the stands? Oh, good question. I've done it as a broadcaster in the middle of a yeah. game where I had a guy reach down. And I said, "Give me." He looked at me like I was joking. I was like, "Absolutely <laughs> not." I did a I Mets game that. on radio, dude. Um, I'm trying to think. We would probably do something like that. You know, the bullpens are more and more secluded from the fans, but you'll still get the ones in Chicago. Yeah. You know, I, I smoked a cigar in the bullpen one time. So I knew I wasn't <laughs> pitching. Nice. I've done that before. You know, I was like, ah, you know, because there was the old Tiger Stadium was cool. If you guys remember, but they had those little we called them submarines down the lines. The bullpen actually was underground. So you had the mounds that were sitting outside, outside, uh, you know, in the foul territory, and we had a bench where we sat, but there was this thing. So if you were actually standing up, the field was like right here. Right. So you could just go down you there in a day down. game, nap time for you sure. You could make day out game. with your pasty white. Uh, how about <laughs> how about guys who like knew that they weren't ever getting the call in the minors? Did they ever? Swill a few beers out there. The great Jose Lima, Lord rest his soul, was one of my favorite all-time teammates. And he came – I played with him a couple of different times. And near the end of his career, he came to Detroit. He was done. He couldn't get anybody out. He would take a Red Bull, put some vodka in it, <laughs> sit down in the bullpen. He was a, one of my favorite drunks of all time. Him and Kareem Garcia, my uh, two favorite who, guys. Who is Kareem Garcia? Yeah, the greatest guys to, like, drink with. And sometimes that meant during the game. But uh, <laughs> And I did it one time, too. I'll, and so Jose would sit down there and get a little buzz. He was so fun. He was such an entertainer and really sad that he passed away uh, much earlier than he should have. A fun guy. But I did it also once my rookie year. I was struggling, man. It was I was so overwhelmed. Twenty two years old. I probably should not have been in the big leagues yet. I, I was I, went, I was in the big leagues the day of the year that I signed. It was too fast. You got right. there's a development process there. I skipped it, and I probably shouldn't have. So I was struggling. 
let up like one or two runs in the first inning. And you, I don't know if you ever do this. Like you're out drinking and you feel like when you're drinking, like I could be really great at stuff. Like I, you want that feeling. <laughs> like you're that no false one, confidence. Yeah, like you're like, gosh, I, I go kick ass if I was, I if, I was really if I had this steady buzz or close to drunkenness, <laughs> I could be really great yeah, at a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I gave up a couple of runs early in the game. And I was like, screw it. I was like, it's not going well. I had three bad starts in a row. I go into it's in San Diego at the old stadium, and I throw down a bottle of beer. Uh, and I was just starting, go back out, gave up like four more runs. And <laughs> you I did was, it between innings? Oh, yeah. I love it. And I was on the next flight to Indianapolis. Awesome. Amazing. <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, before we let you go, quick uh, pick for the World Series tonight. It's got, No, this is going to come out tomorrow. So, so we're going to see passing. if you're brilliant we'll or not. We'll see if you're brilliant or not. This is <laughs> yeah. great. Well, I think you guys have been around me long enough to know that I'm not brilliant because I had the Pirates beating the Orioles in the World Series. That was my pre-postseason <laughs> well, pick, and I'm sticking to it. I don't it. know how many people I'm had the Royals. To it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many people had the Royals. Nobody did, outside of people that were fans of Kansas City yeah. and fans you know, of You know, know what I hate in broadcasting? So if you said, okay, you have the Pirates and Orioles in the World Series, and yeah. then if someone says – if you ask me to pay, make that pick every se- – I'd make that pick again, <laughs> even though that's not the team's – I know. Why it. people say that is beyond me. I took the Pirates because I figured it's a flyer, right? Anybody could have picked the Tigers or the Dodgers. Yeah. We thought those were yeah. all the teams that we're going to see. I'm like, well, that's, if I get that right, who gives a crud? You know, that doesn't mean anything. Now, there was a couple other flyers you could have taken with yeah. the Giants and especially the Royals, but I wasn't feeling – listen, they shouldn't even be here. They should have lost that wild card game. Yeah. That wild card game when they were six Perez outs away from going up. home, I mean, that that should never have happened. So, yeah. what is that, Beard? So, anyway um, – that's Lincecum. Yeah, for me, is it him? Oh, no. Yeah. That's no. Lincecum yeah. in disguise, no. isn't it? No. Yeah. I don't know it that. is. That's is it? Bad yeah. look. They showed it in pregame. Um, anyway, oh. so this is what it comes down to for me, and obviously this will be after the fact, but if, if Tim Hudson pitches well and they play defense, because he lets up a lot of contact. He doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Jeremy Guthrie didn't strike out anybody in his last start. Right. No strikeouts, no walks. So we're going to see a lot of contact, a lot of defense. Yesterday, contact worked out really well in game six for the Royals. They didn't hit the ball hard. We talked about it a bunch, a bunch of weak runs. So in that sense, if the, for me, if the Giants play well, they're going to win this, but home field advantage – now it comes into play because you have a chance to walk it off. That's yeah. all it means. Forget about the crowd. The crowds it never bother me. Right, really? For me, it's As loud. a player, you're just like, I'm like, it's they're cheering for me. Or, yeah. I don't, what do I care? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, oh, you're telling like, you know, now you go to Philadelia and the and you go to right. the bullpen. They're, that's a little different because they're, they're there and they're, oh, they're saying just awful things about your mother <laughs> and your sister <laughs> and your wife. Did and they you, ever make you cry? You take it all in. You hear, you cannot not hear it. Were they the worst fans? Like, out of all the. They were the rudest fans, fans right. for sure. I would go Philadelphia and then the Boston bullpen as well. You're right there. The fans are on top of you. There's just. Gotta give it to Philly. No filter. They're the worst fans. Well, consistency. And the best fans. Yeah, consistency is great. It's like, you know, it's like AJ Przezinski, right? When he's on your team, <laughs> right, the greatest guy in the world. When he's not on your team, nobody likes him. That's, <laughs> that's I think, yeah, they yeah, are the AJ Przezinski of fans. Interesting. Yeah. I like that analogy. Okay, CJ, you got to go watch. The okay, I'm going to watch this game. All right, my CJ, thank you so much. Don't forget your yerba. That was great. Also, I'm so glad we got you in studio. Yeah, guys, can we plug Jabo? Oh, Jabo.com. Jabo.com. All off season. It's a Star Wars based. It's all, it's, it's, <laughs> it relates Star Wars characters to <laughs> baseball players. <laughs> CJ is really Qui-Gon really Jinn. It's, you know what it is? It's lightsaber metrics. Uh, yes. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Oh, CJ Nikowski. Oh, CJ. Great job, what a CJ. Guy. What a guy. CJ Nikowski. Seriously, great dude. Great dude. I want to go to Atlanta. I hear there's so many great strip I clubs forgot there. To ask, I forgot to ask him yeah. how long he uh, – is he signed for next year? Did we got him locked down? Ooh, good question. He's, he's an up-and-coming star in broadcasting. Uh, I think through the offseason he's still doing stuff for .com. Is he? I think so. Okay. Yeah. For, well, uh, again, Jabo.com, what is this? Uh, just a bit outside.com, Jabo.com. It's just like advanced 
baseball. So it's not a Star Wars-based stat site. If you're into advanced stats, which a lot of guys are, check it out. Jabo. Yep, it's pretty cool. Wow. What about the NHL? They've got some new stats. Yeah, the NHL. Corsi. Corsi's... I don't want to get into Everyone's that. obsessed with Corsi right now. Yeah, people should be obsessed <clears> with <throat> other things, like ending world hunger. Wow. You should send that to, like, <laughs> all the all the sports guys we follow that talk about hockey stats. You should send that to them. You guys should be obsessed with something else, like ending world hunger well, or keeping people from cutting in front of you in line. Well, I talked to CJ about this <clears> stuff, <throat> and I said, are you ever going to see advanced stats when a guy comes to the plate? He goes, no, the sexy stats will always be there, like mm. your batting average, your RBIs, your home runs, because that's what people know. But um, Bud Black was on one of our broadcasts. Yeah, uh, on our job broadcast. And he had a good talk with him. He said that he goes 50-50 when they're looking at a guy to get. They said, yeah, he still looks at the old stats, but they still try to filter the new stats in. But I bet you if Gabe becomes a manager, and he will yeah, by all accounts. Yeah, he's being mentioned, right? Yeah, by the Ra- Rays for well, he, the Rays job now that Joe Madden left. He was approached by the Tigers, I think, and he worked for a little bit, and then he wanted to be around his family. That's well, the thing. Everyone, but his every, kids are here. That's right. His kids are here. He lives in Malibu. But he his name has been thrown out for that Tampa Rays job. Joe Madden just took the Cubs job, apparently. And Reportedly. He did take it. Reportedly. Reportedly. Yeah, John that means it's wow. happened. And you look at guys like Mike Matheny, he's like Gabe's age. Well, Gabe's yeah. our age. So it's the, yeah, the, we're old. <laughs> the young guys are coming in. I say that, but yet, yet Ned Yost and Bruce Bochy were the, the last managers. Standing. They're going to hang on. Mike Sosha. Bruce Bochy, the Giants manager, he should, we mentioned this on site, he should be voicing over Westerns. Oh, he's got an unbelievable voice. Unbelievable. He hey, must have smoked a lot before, right? Can we hear he's that got Randy a dark Orton voice. thing? Do you have that Amazing. Randy Orton thing? So let's, so can we, what is this exactly? It, it was more of a uh, gift. It's a vine. It's six yeah. seconds. What is this? Uh, it's been on our lineup. Yeah, forever. it went it's everywhere. It's like been here yeah. forever. Oh, this. Th- oh, so. <laughs> 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 that was the anthem singer. Oh, oh. <laughs> pile drived into the. Uh, Randy Orton. Best finishing move in wrestling. Go. Hulk Hogan, leg drop, bam. God, that was so sad. He could barely. I mean, it made sense because all he had to do was sit down. And that was his, <laughs> <laughs> that was his finishing move. I still am partial to, uh, and the guy has kind of turned his life around, as we saw with uh, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. I still love the old, uh, what was it? The DDT. DDT, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. My hair's ruined. <laughs> We're going on TV right after this. Just By the like way, that. Joanna, our super hot makeup artist, was supposed to come in and do our makeup, and I think because the door shut, she didn't come in. Oh. Um, did I tell Man, you this podcast? I don't know what happened? What happened? And we haven't even been drinking like last year. Man, were we weren't drinking last yeah, year? Yeah, we were. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, we had tequila, uh, tequila shots. What happened? You said email chain theater sucks. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jim, tell us a story. Uh, a, Save a, this a, thing. No, no, quick story, quick story. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Pacific Amphitheater. It's a great outdoor venue here in uh, L.A. It's uh, down Orange County, like near Newport Beach. Great place to see concerts. Halloween night a few years ago. Well, it's going back a few years. <laughs> Saw Kiss nice. on wow. Halloween night. Nice. Amazing show. Very cool. And, you know, you would think, I mean, as it is, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Kiss live, but 
the half the people in the audience dress up. You know, everyone's wearing their kiss makeup and all that other stuff. Halloween night, it was a circus. It was awesome. Everyone yeah. must have been in costume. Everybody. I I, I I think I was the only one that wasn't, you know, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It was I love great. It. And they and uh the people uh tailgating in the parking lot and stuff. People had like kiss haunted houses that they set up, and right. you know, like um, you know, had like their campers out there and the cars all together, and they kind of made like their own little tent cities. It was it was unbelievable. It was a great, great thing. I just a uh, quick little story, you know. Uh, kiss on Halloween is is good if you guys can catch Kiss. And Kiss, Halloween are they good night still to touring? Them. Like, is Kiss still regularly touring right now? Yeah. 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 Gene Simmons is not leaving a nickel on the table. No. Yeah. Well, didn't they do no. something in Vegas? Oh, did they have a, like a residency maybe at the Hard Rock? Uh, I think something that's going like that. on there. Yeah. 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 We saw last week Tom Izzo, the head coach of Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. We're, we were like, we were watching a Michigan State rally, <laughs> and we see this guy dressed as Kiss, and we thought. It was a Kiss cover band. We thought that they had hired a Kiss cover band, which was fine. But the Gene Simmons guy was talking. We couldn't hear what he was saying because of the sound off. But he was talking and talking. I'm like, what the f*** is with this Kiss cover band Gene Simmons guy? Does he really think he's that interesting that he's talking to this crowd all this time? It was Tom is dressed as Gene Simmons have you ever, addressing the crowd. Have you ever worked with Kiss? No. No, I never did. Uh... I've met the guys before, but I never had a chance to work with them. They're Would not love put, to. They're not putting out new material, are they? Uh, Stick with the greatest hits. I don't think yeah. so. Because uh, at this point, you don't want to go to a Kiss uh, concert and hear their new stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retract it a little bit. Oh. Uh, I, I haven't worked with the original members, but I've worked a lot with Eric Singer, who's the drummer in the band now, and he's... He's played in Kiss off and on for oh, over 25 years. Right. When they first booted Peter Chris out. When they Chris first out. booted Peter Chris out, you know, he, they had him come in when they did right. the records with the no makeup and stuff like that. Boy, that he was weird. That was a poor decision. Yeah. And and uh, the guitar player that replaced Ace for some of those records, Bruce Kulick, I've also done records with. Okay. Uh, uh, we, the, Bruce had a band called Union. With John Karabi, who was the guy that replaced Vince Neil in one of the Motley Crue yeah, records. Yeah, right. I remember right. that. So uh, I did that record. Oh, I did okay. the Union record. I mixed it. Why did Motley yeah. Crue get it's John It's a great Karabi? record, by the way. It just, was. Is he just a great singer, and that was their... Like, why did they get Karabi? What was that? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I he never really talked to John about it, and, and John's a great guy. Um, I think he was friends with Nicky and... Yeah, Nikki really kind of he's kind of he like the, the guy who runs the show and and they were buddies and they'd been working on stuff together and hmm. he was tight with all the guys actually but um John's a gr- he's a great singer but it's different it's not Vince Neil it's a whole different thing <clears throat> you, you know, know who also is a good singer Gary Sharoni of Extreme <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> he, like he's a good he singer is, he but really in is Van Halen oh, it's just a bad boy. idea yeah, like it, yeah. it amazes me when they make decisions like that yeah. where they're like he's got a great voice everyone will love him yeah. it's like did you forget he's the more than words guy yeah no he's the that, more than words guy that was really a bad decision. that was wrong that, that was, was wrong that was all, and, and, all and kinds really of wrong. uh John's a friend of mine but I think Karabi and Motley was just as bad as that. 
Remember it just when, wasn't maybe, good. Remember when Kiss played the outdoor game this past year at Dodger Stadium? I vaguely remember uh, that. Yeah, God, did G- that. didn't Gene have his platform boots? Still? Yeah, yeah, at still the, rocks the, that, the eh? hockey. Uh, yeah, it's the dumbest thing. Yeah. So they had these the winter classics. So That's right. They're yeah. doing their guitar solos. He's on his bass, and they step on this platform. <laughs> I'm like, okay, they're going to go out over the field. So this thing starts going out. It went up approximately two feet and went out above the stage by two feet. So I'm like, how much did they spend on this thing? And he had to, like, get all hooked up. He's in his big boots, and he's like, uh, uh, And then that was it. I'm like, what a a, a letdown. I wonder if it jammed or something like that. (laughs) I don't think you can walk too far in those boots. Uh, Those boots boots weren't made for walking. (laughs) Toolsy says, always remember (laughs) to stow your tools in a safe place when you're finished. Who's hammering? So I guess don't leave your screwdrivers and your hammers out so your kids don't hit each other in the heads with them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Know what the joke's going to be? People are going to be like, yeah, Toolsy, you are a toolbox. That's going to be what I'm going to get on Twitter all week. I'm just thinking about Toosley's toolbox with that <laughs> Leia wig on. It's good. Yeah. It's good, Toosley. Oh, it's like good. his actual junk. Oh, you know. <laughs> I, I stepped on this after I took it off. I thought there was a dead raccoon on the floor. I'm wearing white rubber boots, and I'm pretty sure that Luke did not wear white rubber boots in the original They didn't have film. much in a size 13, all right? Uh, I think, and I actually think I'm wearing like a karate like outfit. It's a gi. <laughs> yes. That's cool. That's basically what he had on. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the Star Wars form. get up at uh, Disney? Uh, those guys have Star to do that. Star Tours? No, oh, no, where they do the Jedi. Those yeah. guys have to do that all day. I know. So they're like these little kids. They sit there. They get the, the Star Wars story. Then they get up and have a, like a, a duel. It's with a, a, they have Jedi, a plastic lightsaber. Yeah, too. it's yeah. a Jedi Academy. So you get to go to Jedi Academy. It's very they're like, exciting. oh, and the Darth's doing his voice. And these kids go up there. They get like three little hits. And then yeah. they're, they're out of there. Darth Maul is there as well. Very but they run out of the, ru- the stormtroopers run out of the uh, restaurant. Oh, really? The, yeah. I've, so they got uh, the runs. You have the stage here. Shit. And then you have like the snack bar. And there's a door on the side of the snack bar, and stormtroopers come running out. But you know what? That is a good point. Like, you never saw anyone go to the bathroom in Star Wars. Like, at some point, someone has to take a just, dump on the Falcon. Just like 24. Jack Bauer. When's he taking a dump? But do, is it like you're in space, and it's like a trailer? You're just you're just letting out all the, you know, everything I for think the bathroom? They all, they all had colostomy bags. But that would make it very difficult to fight in a lightsaber battle. If you got a colostomy right bag, now. and then slice open your colostomy bag. Oh, I sliced open your colostomy bag, Darth Vader. I got you. There's poop down your leg. Now you have to walk around in your black robes with poop. That's okay. That's okay because I dress in black specifically for that reason. That's my Darth Vader impression. As he a, had a big poop on the green. As a child, the stormtroopers scared the hell out of me, and the um, the apes in the Wizard of Oz scared the bejesus. Just terrifying. Taggart, what scared the hell out of you as a kid, other than Saul the Clown? By the way, what a huge hit that was. You're sure a cute kid. Oh, Saul was the master. <laughs> but seriously, you know Taggart, those monkeys a... were terrifying. Of course I have a story about what was scary to me as a kid. I have an, you know, my older brother James. And my dad used to have all these history books around the house, and there was this one ancient book, and uh, it, it, there was this like one sculpt, like an old sculpture of Pepe. You guys know Pepe, the like before Tutankhamun, like an old ancient 
I know Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. Ancient king, basically. And, and uh, this statue had, like, no nose, and it was just, like, this creepy face with, like, white eyes. And uh, my brother would, like, open the page at me and just freak me out. And, and one, one night I was, like, running through the house, and that book fell off the shelf oh, oh. to that page, like, in front of me by myself, and I was done. Oh, I thought, okay. and, and James would be like, Peppy's going to get you, Peppy's going to get you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I would be able to sleep at night. And the other thing, how about the... Peppy the, the king, King Peppy. The witch on the Wizard of Oz, when she rides that bike, just oh, haunting. Oh, yeah, that's creepy. Just haunting. And the monkeys are creepy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what about Bonhomme de Neige, the uh, snowman Ooh, of the yeah. uh, Quebec Carnival? That yeah, because they always, they always reek like darts. Yeah, <laughs> he's always crushing darts and having Pepsis. That's such a stereotype. Oh, terrible with the Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loves his Pepsi. That's not going to go over with our Quebecois fans. No, no, it's not. I love you, Pepsi. It's Peppy. That's a Simpsons reference for anyone. Peppy! That's <laughs> when Homer adopted a child. <laughs> Jay just said Peppy. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Tagger, what the hell? Uh, no Fords. Fords are gone in Toronto. No Fords. Well, uh, Rob won his ward in uh, yeah. Ward 2, north of Tobacco. 60% but, uh, of the vote he got or something. Yeah, I mean, he'll, they'll be back, he'll be back in three and a half years, but now we got Doug uh, sniffing it up in the provincial PC. <laughs> Situation. He's thinking he might get the what? political conservative leadership because they're in the the, the uh, doghouse right now. Now, no who Tim, now, if refresh my memory, it's Tim Hudak is the uh, is he the failed? Leader? Yeah, he's the failure. <laughs> and, but he's yeah. still the leader, or did he resign? He boot. He he split as soon as he lost. Right. So they're looking for somebody. They're a actually, rudderless ship right now. Yeah, and apparently the way that that they won, the way that the numbers were. That uh, Doug Ford had for Toronto, like they figured that the, that uh, the people that did vote that they felt if, if Toronto they might have that same uh, mentality in those in those regions that he might have a chance to win Ontario. I don't understand that at I all. Don't, but I don't. I don't get it. I don't. Whatever like, salad. I, I would love to be inside <laughs> one of the Fords' brains. Like it's like. They keep going well, back. You'd probably, you'd probably get high if you yeah. went in half of the Fords. But it, it's you, like, you'd want to always be high, though. It, it's like they, they keep going back to their high school prom. It's like, yeah. no, you aren't wanted here. Why do you keep showing up? And apparently, Jeremy, I didn't see it, but uh, on election night, the, the Ford wives were forced to make an appearance, and they were all uncomfortably holding their purses indoors and just standing behind the husbands. And That's like, what they do. Oh. <laughs> you know, what do you do when you're a Ford wife in public? You just stand uncomfortably. I want to know what's out. in those purses. Yeah, there's Prada bags. Those, they got some fancy Instagrams, the Ford family. Oh look on there. Some swank gear. They like to bling it up, the daughters. <laughs> oh, oh Tobacco. Yeah. God bless you. Hey, you still got a great mall, Sherway Gardens. Love that place. Hey, guys, you, you guys hear about this greasiness with Gian Gameshi? What's going on oh, there, hey, boys? Oh, Dan oh, doesn't boy. want to. Dan, I tried to talk about it earlier. Dan doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't oh, want to no. talk about it. Hey. Do you guys know Gian at all? I know. Well, <laughs> do you know? That's him? such a very difficult <laughs> question to answer because does anyone really know? Him? <laughs> no, uh, but like, yeah, a little bit casually. I think we knew him casually, <laughs> we very saw, casually. We we saw him at the the Sochi Olympics. Yeah, we saw yeah. him there. Well, Chatted with see, him a bit he, there. 
there's a little bit of element there, and as we've all kind of heard some of these weird stories, oh, and yeah. uh, the fact that some of this stuff is coming to light, I really feel for the, the victims and the women. Yes. And, uh, oh, I, I've heard enough things to believe that, that I believe these women, and I think it's terrible. Uh, I, I hope it all comes out, and uh, I hope that's the last of the, the guy, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, i I got to agree with you. I've heard so many stories about this guy for so long. Yeah. And... And so ridiculous to me, the way people were defending this guy. I yeah. loved Owen Pallett's uh, Facebook. If you haven't had a yeah. chance to read it, Owen Pallett, a great musician producer from Quebec, put up the best Facebook post about it. And just, I gr- agree with everything he says. Like, just, uh, you can't have three different women come with the same now it's story. four and five now. Right, and Dan just, just played me yeah. a clip from CBC Radio. Yeah. They're playing clips of, of women who are calling in talking about some of the stuff he did. Yeah, yeah. it's just a disaster. So you, yeah. you know what we start here? What? Taggart and Torrance take over a queue. I love that idea. Whew. That would be some excitement right there. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, Torrance has guest hosted a few times on there. And oh, I really? Think he would be spectacular just by himself. God, I think that would be really but good. But throw in the Taggart element. We already know that works. So there, you. hey, you're welcome, CBC. We yeah. just solved an open uh, open time slot. Done. Exactly done. Uh, done. You, you can send the finder's fee to Fox beautiful. Studios in L.A. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, what do you guys are all dressed up? I heard that, uh, that uh, Jim's actually Yoda and his face is green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Yoda with a... Well, he's losing a, the... A he's skull losing it cap, <laughs> sort of. Not a skull cap. He's not I Jewish love Yoda. It. I can't wait to see it. It's kind of like a, like the uh, House of Frankenstein kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hilarious House of Frankenstein. Very similar. Uh, Igor? Where's the, uh, where's the gorilla who got hit by the golf ball all the time? Oh, right. yes. <laughs> Remember yes. that? That's the best show, Billy Van. That There's was not a enough weird pro- show. You, you should put Billy Van on the Wall of Fame, to be honest. That's a classic Canadian we got, creative We got guy. Rich Little on here uh, today. Oh, nice. Right? Exactly. Right? Nice. My reasoning was, Tagger, we need the old school comedians to be known yes. by the young folk. Yes, yes. Yes, you got to get those. Like, uh, do you guys have? Uh, you, you have Tommy Hunter up there. Do you have? Uh, <laughs> do we have? Tommy? No, we do not. We have don't Tommy have Tommy Hunter. up here. We oh, should. You don't. No, no, no Tommy Hunter. We sh- we probably should get him up. But we heard so many bad stories about him from our old makeup artist Elaine Saunders. She used to say what a dick he was. Well, they oh, had wow, one. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. There I was thinking go. Wayne hey. and Schuster. Wayne and Schuster. That would be good. It. Yeah, that, I would. That's a good one. Wayne and Schuster, are classic. Oh, they the. They were the best. I mean. Yeah. Maybe they weren't actually as let's, funny as I remember. Let's be honest. We didn't kid. really watch it. And when, it, when it was on, it was awful, but, like, we remember it. I watched it because all I got in a, uh, Boyle, Alberta, was the CBC. Yeah. And so they were yeah. on the CBC. So I watched and it. And Bizarre was aired in Canada, but not Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was Canadian, too. But I, is John Biner Canadian? I think it was shot. It was produced in Canada. Yes, it was made it was. in Canada. That's yeah. where Super Dave made his debut. Yes. yes. It was a Canadian production. And it was brilliant. It was filmed it in was Toronto. Funny. I believe they had the studio audience in, in Toronto. That was yeah. so funny. And it Taggart, was classic. Taggart, let's get this Q campaign going. Taggart and Torrens take over Q. Let's do it. I love it. I love Letter it. Let her rip, boys. Buddy, have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you next have week. Have fun uh, trick-or-treating. I will, boys. Have a good one. See you later. That's Jeremy yep. Taggart, uh, the new host of Q on CBC, along with uh, Jonathan Torrance. So, Love it. Love um, that idea. We have a lot of requests for Torrance to be on the – we need him in the Trailer Park Boys picture. 
He should be on the wall yeah. here, uh, wherever the ch- – Yeah. Well, let's put him on separately. Bit. I think well, Jonathan gonna Torrance his deserves his own spot. He just might have yeah. to join the podcast. Calls in one Just time. for Street Sense alone. Just for that street show. Street Sense. Great What show. a show. Yeah. That That's fit for the pit. It's where they would show they would put a gizmo that didn't work well into into a flaming pit, smoke pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's on a spice of meatball. <laughs> tools, he says. Always remember to store your tools in a safe place when you're finished. Okay, it's time for the last ever email chain theater. Yes, ever. the last oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna. Everybody, it's so popular. No. I, people are loving no. it, but we don't want to. You know, we don't want to overdo it. You know, we, people love it. We want to leave, just like George Costanza says, leave, leave them wanting more. <laughs> So uh, oh. this is it. So Dan has a very important part in this particular. I do. I don't oh. respond to well, the can emails. Well, uh, can we play the uh, theme? Oh. Email chain theater. Check your inbox. Oh, God, I'm going to miss that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is going to be tough to let go, but uh, here we go. So Jesus. Dan uh, starts it off, email chain theater. What are the odds we can have a two- to three-minute podcast recap each week, a separate standalone potty that would have all the funny parts and catch people up in the past week, much like the old intro but longer and not part of the podcast. Where would it be published to? iTunes, SoundCloud, and would this be a straight audio edit? So this is Pat pretty much saying, I don't want to do it. I'm going to start. <laughs> and then I said, I'm going to start clipping off a video excerpt each week, uh, three minutes or so to, paste to our, post to our main Fox Sports pages to try to draw more attention. I see it going all the usual places, but three minutes of best clips would be great. I'll clip off a three or so minute piece. Mike, if you'd like to put together a video best of or have Vader do it, just let me know. I've tweeted from a lot of our accounts, and I've tagged uh, DraftKings. And then Mike says, I'll get something together. And then Dan says, I responded, oh, awesome, guys. For best of, quick clips strung together. Can I hear before you post? Jeez, I guess. Email chain theater. Email chain theater. Yes. ECT. Yes, There's more. Oh. Yeah, that's parts not. <laughs> so there it is. One more time. Email chain theater. Check your inbox. Oh, I'm worried that people will just be like, I can't listen to Dan's uh, talk about his toolbox picture anymore. There we go. There we or go. Dan pretend that his <laughs> Princess Leia wig is his shoot. extremely hairy vagina. It was made in the 70s. So. When you think about uh, Carrie Fisher filming the original <laughs> Star Wars, how hairy was her bush oh. under that Princess Leia outfit? Like it That's was one of those things you just have to Google. They would have to tape it down. There was no way that thing wasn't just like a giant forest, almost like an afro between her legs. One thousand like, percent. Yeah, Chewbacca Junior. Yeah, she went. Might have been. Ma- <laughs> yeah, related to Chewbacca. Yeah, she yeah. put Chewbacca to shame. Luke. I bet you her. Smelled Whoa. a lot more This podcast needed that. Wow. <laughs> this podcast needed that injection. Wow. 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 All right. We got to run. We got to go, guys. This has been a blast. Note. Thanks to CJ Nitkowski. Yes. And big thanks to Mike Botticello for getting all the costumes together. Good right, job, guys. Happy Very Halloween. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, Halloween. it's coming on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pat Muldowney, I know you had other responsibilities, and now you're regretting I guilted, the fact I that you can't I guilted him into it because uh, he said, I can't make it, guys. I said, yeah. you've got 8,000 people working in that department. You could devote an hour. I won. I work by myself. <laughs> and, and now you regret it, but we appreciate it. <laughs> Vader, thank you so much for putting a giant helmet on your head. And uh, I got to say, Engineer Jim, yeah. you look nothing like Yoda right now. <laughs> thank you. But we do appreciate that. You've been in here a while. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Quick story about a person with a green face. Well, I once went to a Habs game uh, with a buddy of mine. This was in, <laughs> you know, you keep the music going. <laughs> and yet it's rush seating at the old forum. And he had consumed a lot of cocktails. I looked over and a buddy, a guy tapped me on the shoulder. He goes, your friend's green. And I looked over and his face was literally that color. I'd wow. never seen it until now. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was our adventures at the Montreal Forum. Wish I could have been, been to the forum. Well, That's guys. what it sounds like with pencil heads, just robes. Yeah. Hey, hey. I'm solo. Let's f it's on. Let's f right now. I'm going to drop these jewels <laughs> from Coruscant or wherever the hell I'm from. Hey, those, uh, those gold stores are big. We could melt this down. We're, we're in for some cash. All right. Here. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Everybody. You everybody. That kid, Dan? Thank you. Hey, Patrick, fill my bladder. <laughs> Elvis has just left the building. They're going home.